I need to go out on the bike ride and get this week going. Um, today I have uh, with me uh, Coach Ryan Sexton. He is the new head coach at Lake Central, but joining me as always is the one and only Jimmy Delo. It's been a minute since him and I uh, anchored this podcast together. I'm happy to have him back on board. Uh, but nevertheless, hey, uh, Jimmy, well, let's good let's let, let's address that. Yeah, it is not by my choice that well, I he was on vacation. Yes, yeah. I was. On, I was in Italy, which we talked about that at length. Yeah. Did you turn my ears on? Okay, I'm not hearing anything, so I'll just go with that. And uh, but you have been doing some major traveling too. Well, well, it was mandatory work. So if I didn't do it, somebody else would. So I had to step up. And Where you been recently? I went to uh, Houston, Texas. I had to cover uh, the Adidas Circuit, which is a fun circuit out in Bryan, Texas. My first time at College Station. So. That was eye opener. I was trying to, you know, um, not run into any any immigrants while I was driving because I was reading the They're news. They're everywhere. Yeah, right? I, I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a huge problem. So I flew into Houston, got my rental, and then um, drove to Bryan. But Houston's airport is ridiculous. Thankfully, I got uh, pre TSA. Had to take a cab to get my rental, um, and then from there, where where else I've been? I, w- I went to D.C. Went to D.C. real quickly to, to cover an event, and then... Before that was L.A., right? Yeah, Santa Monica. Yeah. So I've been very fortunate to see everything, right, from all different coasts to share with the upcoming athletes that don't think they could travel in without playing basketball. So that's always been fun. He, I'm Jim Deedlow. These are my studios, but he lets me on his podcast, and then I leave and I 
get out, get the hell out of here. But we've got a post that you need to show up there, Sonny Santana. Let's uh, give him thanks for uh, the, for producing on. Uh, shout Dewan. out to Sonny. Yeah, shout out to Sonny. But um, Larry's you, Morse post. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah, we're bringing it up. He's bringing it up right yeah. now on on the. It, this is if you want to watch the podcast, you got to go to Jed TV. But if you want to listen to it, of course, you go to Apple, Spotify, and all that. D Marrero podcast. So uh, just give it? us the gist of it. I have it. He says uh, from uh, Coach Larry Moore, I have resigned as the coach at Hammond Central and have accepted a coaching position at another school. I would like to thank all my current and former players for all of your hard work and dedication over the years. We built a great program and had a lot of success over the years. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. And uh, if, you guys are li- if you guys are listening in another area, and more and more of you do because it's like a basketball person and you want to hear what's going on, Larry Moore, 10 years at Hammond yeah, Central. Ten, His ten dad years. is an institution at Hammond Central, Larry Moore Sr. He's, I know him better than I know Larry Moore Jr., and that whole family is just built around that athletic department. And uh, for him to leave after having – you know what, Dewan, he had such a great team this year. I know he had some people coming back, though, but he was losing the big one. And Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods yeah. is going, going to play uh, – Eastern Illinois football. You know, I would not be surprised if one day see him on a Sunday afternoon, man. He's I a mean, talented he, brother. he is, what, 6'3"? Yeah. And he is a great basketball player. And I and I announced a couple of his uh, football games, and as good as he is in basketball, he's a better football player. Yeah, he's a talented brother. Him and uh, Harold Woods, who's playing at uh, Northeastern, who went to Bosco. Yeah. Um, but Jordan Woods is, is a stud, and he took that team. Um, they had a great run, and they exceeded expectations. Anytime you make that run in postseason in March, you exceed expectations because you know the region rats here has a lot of constructive criticism. Um, if you can't get out your sectionals, so yeah, and it was it them. was one of the best games in a long time in the region. Here was Hammond Central, and Munster. Uh, way too many people there, but uh, we broadcasted it over all over the state of Indiana, and it broke all of our records. And even IHSA was like, "Dude, what the heck was going on?" People around all around the state wanted to see Hammond Central and Munster, and that was just a month ago or, or two, two, three months ago. And uh, now Larry Moore, I am just floored that he's leaving his position at Hammond Central. Well, you got somebody today that changed yeah. positions. Hey, you know Ryan Sexton uh, was at Cal College. Um, now is at the head coach at Lake Central. But before we get in, you know, I'm on his Twitter and I see Purdue in your background. What was going through your mind in March Madness? Because Jimmy Delos, oh, the biggest Boilermaker you could ever meet. Shock. Uh, just kept just kept thinking. All right, just playing with them a little bit. Uh, eventually, we'll make a shot or two, and uh, we'll just kind of flex our will on them a little bit. And man, it just didn't happen. And then it got down to about four minutes. I thought, man, you know, because typically, it, like you know, you're a high major school. Like you can flex your muscles with your athleticism at some point. But I'm not sure that they were any more athletic than uh, you know the the Florida team they were playing. And if you, you don't have that ability to, uh, you know, kind of flex your muscles on them and now it just becomes a, a, a make-or-miss game, that's scary. And it's happened to Purdue uh, a little too often in the tournament. Uh, but I still got faith in Paint. Uh, he's my guy. I think uh, him and Coach Brantley will, will have him right back next year and uh, hopefully we can get to that Final Four we've been waiting for. You know, Ryan, you do realize that, A, it was a very interesting comment, but really that was a dig from him at me. 
yeah. realize that, right? You're well, he, in he's middle, not an Indiana You're in the guy. middle of some energy here as he just wanted to put it in there. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know who he played for at um, at Bowman, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Marvin's not with us right. anymore, but there's yeah. another That's legacy. a Purdue guy. Yeah, Purdue guy. And, By uh, trade, yeah. Yeah, I'm Brandon Brantley was on this thing just uh, a few months ago. I was with Brian Brantley. I, okay, I went to Atlanta. I, I just remember. Oh, I forgot to, one of the to, many 20, trips. Twenty first to the twenty third, I was with Brandon Brantley, and ironically, we end up going to Adidas again. So we will always talk about just our community um, and the passion that we have for a Purdue. And I'm a Purdue fan by trade because of Marvin. Sure. Um, and then Jimmy's a Purdue fan, and then I go on your Twitter. You're a Purdue fan, so yeah. Zach Eady is uh, it's probably the most dominant big man you've you've seen by far. Have you? Have you not? I mean, it's there aren't very many big men out there to compare him to. Um, you know, Purdue's one of those rare teams that actually throws the ball inside consistently, and you know they try to keep the game easy, surround him with shooters, and his development's just been unbelievable. The fact that he just has only been playing basketball for a handful of years. I mean, his skill level's just off the charts. I mean, I, I went and watched him practice before the season, and just his ability to play with both hands. You know, he, he's very poised. You know, he doesn't freak out when the double comes. I mean, so that's stuff that you got to like years to experience so that's kudos to to coach Branley and coach painter to get them ready to play you know chris artis was my assistant at cal college every year no that shit. i was there wow. yeah so that's brandon's i mean those guys are those guys are as tight as can be so um yeah i mean my my, my grandfather went to purdue he was the first mr basketball to go to purdue university uh back in uh, 1952 uh so my dad's gonna my dad is a huge fan uh he did Joe, right? Grandpa's Joe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a wow. huge fan at uh, Purdue and so forth. So the pedigree is long. Yeah, so he's the reason, like, I grew up in Lafayette. Like, you know, he ended up coaching there. He was the head baseball coach and uh, assistant basketball coach before he took the head job at Butler. So uh, that's the reason I grew up in Lafayette, Indiana. So I grew up right off of campus. So, you know, you I'm, I'm a boiler dyer. No, heck no, man. Lafayette Jeff. I knew that. <laughs> hey, uh, I, they, they kicked me out after a while, so I got I to gotta get my questions in, and then I'll get out, and he'll go through your whole background. But you're going into Lake Central, and uh, let's just say one of the concerns over the many years in football, not so much in basketball, is, like, you know, hey, you got this massive school, and you got all these athletes to choose from. You know, can you do more, or what? What, do, what is it you want to do? Now, let's just be straight. Andrean takes a lot. Mount Carmel will take him, and Marion Catholic raid the tri 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 town. So you got to keep the athletes there. Let's start with that. How and and keep, Bosco, you got Bosco. And you got Bosco <laughs> taking them away. <laughs> they you got, say, they, they got the binoculars right now. Yeah, they got the binoculars, but. You're going into an area where everybody wants all the players in the Tritown. How do you get them to go in to wear the blue and white? Well, I think kids, uh, they want to stick around for two reasons. One, they want to win championships, and the other one is they want to earn a scholarship somewhere. And so from day one, when I went and met with the parents and the players, I said, look, I've been giving out scholarships for the last 14 years. I said, there's not a college coach in the Midwest that I don't know personally that aren't in my cell phone. So if you're good enough to play at the next level, you're going to get eyes on you. You're going to get plenty of exposure. And I'm going to prepare you for what is going to happen at the next. Because a lot of these kids don't have any idea what it takes to play at that next level. And that, that's going to be our practice every day at Lake Central. We're going to play like a college basketball team. We're going to practice like a college basketball team. Our expectations are going to be like a college basketball team. So there's nothing that's going to prepare you to play at the next level any better than that. Uh, than Lake Central. So if we're doing that on a daily basis, I don't see any reason why we can't have a lot of success in the Doonland. 
And if you can be successful in the Duneland, I think you can be very successful in the state of Indiana. He's going to go into your background as soon as I leave here and so forth. But what about getting, you know, obviously we're the local radio station and the local TV station now. Uh, you know, we got a lot of people listening in Cherville, Dyer, and St. John, which all feed to Lake Central Indiana if you're listening down in Marion County. Lake Central is Lake County Central, and it's a huge high school on US 41 there. So, you know, so, you know, Munster, they are able to get a, you know, they build it up at the youth level. And it, even in Hammond here, they got pretty good youth uh, feeders and so, so forth. What about the feeder systems coming out of the Tritown? I think it's the number one thing. I mean, that's been my priority from the interview and when I got hired and then just getting out in the community. Like, we've got a basketball camp June 5th through the 8th for uh, kindergartners all the way up to 8th grade. Uh, I'll be doing a shooting skills camp uh, Mondays in July, uh, right after that 4th of July week. Um, you know, you don't get to recruit in high school, okay? So, you, 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 I mean, you've got you to gotta get the youth excited about playing basketball, to want them to play for Lake Central High School. you got to get them at the games. I mean, I just remember growing up at Lafayette Jeff, like I'd have a YMCA game on Saturday, and I'd go to Lafayette Jeff Marion Crawley Athletic Center on Friday and watch those guys hoop, man, and I, I was so excited to play the next day at the YMCA because I wanted to be those guys, you know. Uh, they were my idols. They were my heroes. I mean, I was down in my basement. You know, I, you know, I was Richie Hamill. You know, I was Brad Canoy down in the basement playing. And so I want, when you get that, when you can get those youth inspired and excited about doing that, now you get them playing in the youth. They're excited about playing in the middle school. But, man, when they get to high school, everybody wants to play basketball at Lake Central. And with the population that we have over there, if you can get enough kids excited, you can find 10 or 12 guys that can really play and, and, uh, and be successful. So that, that is a priority for me. Compare Lake Central to Lafayette, Jeff, community. Uh, I mean, I've only been there for three weeks. I haven't taught a single day there. I mean, I've just I've had seven workouts with my guys, so I've spent 14 hours with them on the court. So I'm still trying to gauge that. Both very big, massive schools. Um, I think there's enough players to go around for everybody. Um, but I also believe in playing multiple sports. You know, I mean, a lot of basketball players play baseball, and that's cool. Like, like, like let's do both, you know. But uh, I really don't like the idea of just specializing. I mean, shoot, my sons are 8 and 10, and we're, we're already feeling pressure. Like, can we do both? Like, what? We're 10 years old, man. Like, if we can't play Little League baseball and basketball, like, what are we doing? So, um, you know, I think there's enough to go around for everybody. Uh, but then again, you know, I think we got to create some excitement over there at Lake Central about basketball. Again, wanting to play there. Because I think right now, you know, baseball, baseball is probably king. Um, but, again, I think if you can just get more guys excited about playing, you got the ones that will specialize in basketball, but you also got some really good athletes that can play both. And those are the kind of dudes that can help you win. And uh, that was an understatement about baseball being king on the uh, boys' side because it is, it's just, uh, just a machine there. And uh, sending guys getting drafted all the time and getting scholarships. I'm allowed to come on for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes by Dewan Marrero and hijacked his podcast. No, I and love then it. I get I get out uh, after that. But I'm the news guy and the guy always dealing with Cherville, St. John, and Dyer. So I'm kind of going at that, and then they'll go back and talk about his grandpa, who is a legend in the state of Indiana. But I do. Um, I have one question about the state of Indiana. You learned basketball in Lafayette. You are a downstate guy. You've been up here at Cal College forever. Yep. Uh, Brad Stengel for a while at Hanover Central the last yep. couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, the different kind of what kind of style of basketball are you going to bring into Lake Central? Could we possibly see maybe a more downstate, uh, a more downstate style with you know slicker stuff and less pounding? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know about downstate style. I mean, like I said, I've been coaching college basketball for 14 years, so um, yeah, I told our guys from day one, like, there's ways I like to play, but I'm also uh, willing to adapt. To, to what we have, you know, at Cal College, we played a variety of different ways. We would play some high-low stuff when I had some good big guys. When I was guard-oriented, we'd spread you out and try to drive you. You know, when we had better shooters, we ran some Princeton-type action. So uh, it, it doesn't really matter. We're going to do what's best for Lake Central and what that team has got. Um, but we're definitely going to be able to shoot the basketball. That's going to be a priority for us. Uh, we're going to share it. We're going to move it. Uh, and we are going to throw the ball inside. We've got a really good big guy uh, that's going to be a senior, and we're going to throw the ball inside to him. And we're going to make you adjust. If you want to play him one-on-one, -on -one, then he's he's going to go to work. And when you double him, we're firing it out, and we're going to be making shots. So, uh, again, whatever, whatever suits our talent level for that particular year is what we're going to do. But hopefully it's a brand. We're going to play hard. I can guarantee you that. And we're going to guard you. I'm Jim Deedlow. I get to sit in. I've been announcing games and played high school basketball for a long time. But, Dewan, it's easy to no. see how he nailed the interview. He did. I mean, I think more uh, schools need to recruit more guys who ha who's been in the system for a while, who got some skin in the game because – those direct answers, you know that where you came from, they was holding you to a high standard. Um, and I always say this, a lot of the new coaches um, aren't really trailblazers in my opinion because they don't have much skin in the game. They just get a team and they expect like, hey, kids just show up to hoop. Where he's went to Cal College and Cal College, he got a lot of JUCO personnel where they've been through adversity, hell and back. So he's seen worse. And so now he has unlimited resources to tap in at Lake Central. Because if you look at their school compared to any other school around here, it's not it's like night and day. Yeah. And and I agree. And I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you know, you're you're building on success. Yeah. I know Dave Milosic been with 19 years. Yeah. Well, I, I watched just... him start it in the beginning, and he just developed a nice culture. And I know he's got some stuff he wants to do personally and stuff. Uh, I thought I'd see him there all the way through the game, but. Uh, it is an, an amazing opportunity, and I'm glad when they told me that, I'm like, dude, he's coming out. Of, I know you were enjoying hanging out and assistant at uh, Hanover Central yeah. and stuff, but when they uh, picked you, I was like, wow, that's the real that, thing. And we talked, and we're like, who do you want? And he goes, Ryan Sexton. And I'm like, yes, I know. That's who I want to talk to next. So, cool. it's, it's, so as an assistant um, at Hanover, how yeah. much the adrenaline did you have of, missing being the head coach yeah it was different I mean it was an interesting experience uh it, it was good to work with somebody from a different background and uh and, and just kind of feel that out and see how somebody else does it you know I got the head job when I was 27 at Cal College I remember know? it by the way you know very very young I think I interviewed you uh, real yeah yeah first year back in yeah. the old studios yeah, yeah. yeah that was the first one um you know, so to see how other people do it, you know, he had a lot of success. Uh, you know, he played for Bo Ryan. Uh, so, you know, they've got that Wisconsin culture. So it was kind of an Indiana, Wisconsin type of deal for a couple of years. Uh, so that was interesting to work with. But um, I, what I enjoyed most about it was the relationship that I could have with the players as an assistant coach compared to, to the head coach, you know. Uh, there's a certain mentality you got to have as a head coach every day. And w with an assistant, I could kind of let the guard down a little bit and kind of be that mentor behind the scenes for him. So I developed some really good relationships over there that, uh, 
you know, will last a lifetime. I mean, all those guys reached out when I got the job, man. I mean, you're bringing like, them over? Yeah. You're bringing them over to Han- uh, Lake Central? We can't talk about that. <laughs> oh. That's I was not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know where the minefields are, and I know exactly what's going on right now in that situation. But it is, a, it is always tough because you do have relationships, and you're going into a spot that could – who knows where that could go. Hanover Central, you got a good point on that. We did, you know, you guys' games this year, and I got to know the team and so forth. Yeah. There's a lot of talent there right now, especially to the two big guys down low. You know, Ileana Christian, Hanover Central was one of the best basketball games of the year in the state of Indiana. Yeah. And I think really what it shows, not just HC, but just that there's so much talent in the south part of the county right now. Yeah, I mean, that's another school where you're fighting baseball. Um, I think obviously baseball is king in Hanover Central, but uh, we had a really good sophomore class where last year obviously they were freshmen, but they got some experience and then they took that leap as sophomores. And uh, you know, five of our top seven were sophomores. Uh, so I mean, they got a, bright- a bigger guy down low. Was his name? Uh, Rody. Rody. Yeah, he's a heck of a player, man. Uh, kind of a little of a bit of an attitude where he gets a little. You know, angry. I heard the I heard on the game he's a competitor, man. Like I I heard the announcers saying, "Rody's got to you know calm down and be quiet, this and that." But he's just a competitor, you know. And then and a lot a lot of this a lot of the chirping that goes on maybe doesn't get seen. So I mean, it's not like he was the only guy talking. And you dealt worse too. You yeah, I mean, come on. So, no, I'm like, not saying he was. He's a, a chirping. He, I was just like. You can see when a guy's going to put his head down and he's not afraid of anybody. Right. Dewan Marrero is one yeah. of them. And uh, I was very impressed with that entire sophomore class. So if you're at Lake Central, does Lake Central play Hanover Central? We are supposed to, but we are working on uh, moving that game. To a neutral site? Uh, just not playing. Why? Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought WJOB was about to yeah, cover really, it. Yeah, really, we some, do the Hanover Central Some conflicts game. of interest, yeah. All right, well, we'll leave it at that. Ryan, I'm so glad to see you uh, and that you got the job. Yeah. It's a great hire by the administration out there. I, I know Larry, uh, you know, the superintendent and stuff. I haven't talked to him about He's it. He's a Lafayette guy. I forgot about that. He, so I, so at the, oh, there's the connection. So at the school board meeting, I introduced myself to him. He said, I know who you are. Your dad coached me in Little League. I said, what? what? <laughs> so, Did he go to Jeff? No, he, I think he went to Central Catholic. Yes. All right. So, all right. Hey, thanks for letting me sit in. I didn't get to rip on you like we normally do <laughs> because fine. you well, got I, a lot I of miss, stuff going well, on. Well, I, I missed you a lot. So you, I, I go to Memphis at the end of the month, so which is, which is fun. So I'm looking forward to that experience. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, Dewan is, uh, you know, I don't know if you know the story here, Ryan, or anybody listening or watching. Share but the story. I interviewed him. You know, I did his games. I did his state championship yeah. game uh, right center court um, when he was at Bowman. And then I was up at DePaul. My daughter went to DePaul. And I go, well, they're having meet the guys at basketball. And I'll go over and I'll interview Dewan Marrero. He's a freshman over there. He was a different person than he is right now. Uh, he has really matured, and hey, that was not a great interview. When I first started in, in yoga class, Jim would always be next to me but never spoke to me. It was two years we've been practicing yoga and then flowing through life, and I pitched him my podcast. He saw the guests, and probably one of my infamous guests was uh, Mike Hutton. <laughs> He's like, how did you get Mike Hutton? I'm like, because Marvin kicked him out of practice. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of things that I wanted to unravel, and I interviewed him at IUN before I actually had a setup. And Jim gave me an opportunity to learn how to engineer and program a show and produce like Sonny. 
Nice. Gave me those so, skills. All right, I'm going to get out because uh, Ryan's got an excellent past, and I'm going to get my car. I'm babysitting, and I'm going to listen to it like everybody else. Remind people, it's your podcast, but it it's is the, being recorded on May 10th, and people can call in. You're okay. Yeah, people can call in. If, 219-845-1100. If you're hearing it some other time, obviously that's not going to apply. It will be on Spotify, but this will be released right after today, after this episode. Um, Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, and Thank you. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Ryan. I I look forward to seeing you a bunch of times. Thanks a lot for letting me come in. Ryan, you've been through it all. You was at Cal College. What what was it like as a 27-year-old? Because I'm 29. I can't imagine having the whole program at the palm of my hands making those decisions. Yeah. Now that you're older, but you reflect like, damn. Because there's a lot of young coaches that want to be college coaches right now. Sure. When you Uh, reflect, yeah, when you reflect now – and then back then, what do you say to yourself? <laughs> I mean, ignorance was bliss back then. You know, I just – I didn't know what I didn't know. So, you know, I'm, I'm coming in. You know, I coached a year of high school. I was an assistant at Purdue Calumet for a year and, and then came into Cal College and thought, well, you know, I got this thing figured out. Like, I, you know. Uh, but, man, I mean, you get humbled really quickly. Uh, the Chicago Collegiate Athletic Conference, the CCAC, is no joke. It's one of the better NAI leagues in the country. Uh, I mean, you're coaching against Hall of Famers, uh, you know, on Saturdays and Wednesdays. And so uh, that made me really grow uh, as a person, as a man, as a coach, as a mentor. Uh, I had to do it all there, you know. And it was like Coach Artis was my assistant, but, you know, he's part-time and he's teaching during the day and then he's – leaving East Chicago and running up to, to Whiting to get our practice in at 3.30, you know. And it's like, you know, just all the, the different challenges that come with smoke, uh, with coaching small college basketball, especially at Calumet College, uh, you had to learn to do it all. And so, I mean, it was on-the-job training. Uh, I wouldn't be the person, uh, the man, the father, the coach uh, that I am today without that incredible opportunity uh, back in 2006. Wow. I mean, that's a journey. I mean, you was over there for a decade. Yeah. And, and the type of players. Decade and a half. The players you coached. Yeah. And then the players you're going to get ready to coach is like night and day. Night and, and day. And I say that because I'm from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. I went to JUCO. Yeah. And when you're in JUCO, it's really no rules. Mm-hmm. And when you're in Cal College, at the end of the day, you're trying to win ball games. You're getting different characters, different background. Yeah. You was able to gel and build those relationships with those players. But did you know – Obviously, as your your decade was coming to a close, going to Lake Century, did you think that was going to be in your foreseeable future? Coach in high school? Yes. No. In fact, I, I said that I would never coach high school uh, basketball. And uh, the two years at Hanover Central just kind of opened my eyes to, you know, the impact that you can have on kids at this age group, you know. I would get a lot of kids from Chicago. I would get a lot of kids from JUCO. I'm recruiting Gary, Indiana. So I, I mean, and then I would get down to Indianapolis. I'd get up to South Bend. So I had kids from all over the place with a variety of different backgrounds. And so, um, you know, that mentorship from you know the time they're 18 to 22, 23 uh, is very important in in their in their progress in life. I mean, we're trying to set them up for the next stage. Obviously, nobody in our program was going to the NBA. Uh, a few of them got some looks to go overseas and play for a couple of years, but ultimately they were not going to make a living playing basketball. So prepping them to be able to do that uh, was an incredible experience. But then the last two years of just being able to mentor these high school age kids is like a totally different, you know, time in their life. It's like, okay, like, 
you got to be accountable, man, for everything you do. Like, you got to be responsible. You got to be on time. You got to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Uh, and these are the these are the type of character traits that you need to be successful. This is the work ethic that you've got to develop to be successful. Like, you want to go to college. Like, these are some some foundational skills that you need to have. You want to play in college. Like, this is the type of mental toughness and physical toughness and mindset that you have to have. So that was a different type of mentorship. You know, working with those high school age kids. So. Um, fell in love with it, and then, you know, obviously the basketball is the same, the X's and O's, and so to be able to have an opportunity to, to continue to mentor kids, you know, from the time they're, you know, 14, 15 to the time we send them off to college and be able to coach them, you know, at a high level uh, was just a great opportunity. What was your highest moment as, as a coach when you had that success? Because, yeah. you know, as a ball player, you remember that game yeah. or that victory, but what yeah. was yours? Uh, mine was was when we we clinched the the South Division CCAC conference title uh, and and earned a ticket to the NAI national tournament. Only 32 teams make the national tournament. Uh, we're still the only team sport in Calumet College history to ever make a national tournament. So uh, we actually had to go to Trinity Christian and win a game on the last game of the season uh, to be able to qualify for the, for the national tournament and solidify our, uh, our championship status. And so had to go on the road, beat a team that had already beat us in the, uh, the first time around. And, uh, our guys were just mentally locked in and, and just right from the jump. I mean, we just put it on them. So, you know, to be able to hug our guys as they were coming out late in the game to know that we were about to represent Calumet College of Whiting, Indiana, you know, on a national stage was, was, was freaking awesome. It, your lowest moment as a coach. Oh, there's a lot of them, man. Mine's was, I'll start <laughs> off, mine's was being a uh, Indiana All-Star, getting recruited by the Big Ten, getting offers left and right freshman year. Yeah. Before there was film, only thing you heard was Marrero plays yeah. on this court. Yeah. And then you go to DePaul, and um, you're in a whole new environment. You go from Gary, Indiana to Lincoln Park, culture shock. Then you're, you're trying to prove your worth to guys who are from Baltimore that East Coast, and yep. then you got some players from the West Coast all trying to gel in open gym, but each of us have a chip on our shoulder, and then you tear your ACL. Yeah. Things take a twist, and then you realize you got to go to Chipola. Yeah. Like that journey of mine, I'll never forget yeah. as if it was yesterday. So that's why I want to ask you, what was your lowest point as, as a coach? I mean, obviously when you, you, you know, you lose a game you're supposed to, you know, supposed to win or, or you have a season where you kind of underachieve, you none of those ever go away. But I think maybe the, the most disappointing thing is when you just can't get through to a kid, you know, and, um, you just try every day, man. You're just working with them, pushing them every day, trying to get them where they want to go. And then at the end of the day, it's like, man, it just didn't work out, you know? And, there's so many of those, uh, you know, that you remember because it's like, man, if I could have just only got through to him, you're like, where would he be right now? Right. You know, um, the nice thing is there's there's on the flip side, there's there's those other cases where it was like, man, this kid had nothing. And now look what he's doing. You know, he's That's a great me. dad. He's he's making money. He's got his own house, he's got his own car. He's he's still coming back to practice and watching. He's proud of the program that he went to, like. Like, that trumps, like, any win that you could ever get. So, I mean, there's highs and lows with right. coaching. You, you just got to kind of just stay right in the middle, man. That game, what game do you remember most? Good or bad? <laughs> Let's start off with the bad. Um, obviously, like, Purdue Cal was our big rival, so any loss to Purdue Cal uh, never really right. goes away. Uh, they, You know, we were always kind of the little brother to them trying to – 
you know, kind of punching up a little bit to show that this little private school could compete with the, you know, the bigger school with the resources. So I'd say any time we lost to them uh, was probably uh, one of the worst. We got beat by them one time uh, at their place, and uh, my actually my youngest son was born <laughs> that that evening. So I remember that game quite a bit. I wish we could have pulled away to get one. So I got a loss early in the day, but I got a big win at the end of the day. Yeah, you're a winner in real life. Yeah. That's, a, that's something I always say, whether – when uh, whether I'm in the game or you know, um, com- being competitive, like at the end of the day when I go home, I'm a winner. Yeah. In life, and so that's why I wanted to ask you that question because when a lot of up and coming coaches, they always hear the beauty, they always see like the the headlines of positivity of being the new head coach, but they don't know your journey and right. and the marathon. Yeah. What was that one game that you won that you could remember like it was yesterday that you was proud of your guys? Um. Because you won a lot of games. Yeah, back in back in like I think it was 20, 2012, 2013, um, Robert Morris out of Chicago. They were NAIA Division One. They had just been named uh, the number one team in the country. Remember, w- WGN uh, was in our gym in Whiting nice. to cover. They're about to do a a big story on Robert Morris being you know named the number one team in the country. And uh, you know I got a group of guys that just. We struggled early in the season a little bit. It was mostly chemistry deal. We had a little bit of talent, but we were just we weren't together. And uh, you know, about probably about two or three weeks before that, our team really started to gel. We really started to play for each other. We really were playing over our heads. And uh, they came in there and and we beat them in overtime. And uh, you know, I remember WGN leaving like, well, there goes that story. You know, because obviously they're not going to be the number one team in the country next week when when we go back in those rankings. So, I was really proud of that one. Um, that's one that really sticks in my mind. Obviously, the game where we you know qualify for the national tournament's another one that you know I'll never forget. Expectations, you know, transitioning to Lake Central, out of your experience, the wisdom. What are the goals that you have for the Indians starting off for first year? Yeah. I know your expectations are high, but yeah. like you said, you, you, you said it clearly. I got to deal with the personnel that I currently have yeah. um, and adjust to whatever games that I have to uh, adjust to. Yeah, so the biggest thing for me is just establishing a new culture. You know, um, Coach Malaznik did a great job over there, but he and I's personalities are different. Uh, you know, I'm an energy guy. You know, I want enthusiasm. Uh, we're going to play the game with joy. We're going to be excited about playing. And so to try to get these guys to – to kind of meet my expectations of the enthusiasm and the energy and the competitiveness that we have to have in every drill and every practice, uh, I think is going to take a little bit of time uh, to get there. Because uh, when you've been doing it one way for a while, and then, you know, this madman comes in here and is asking me to do this, like it's right. going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. And I understand that. But once, you know, establishing that culture to the point where, uh, you know, it becomes the norm, and it becomes the expectation for future classes as they come in. So those eighth graders come in and they walk into that first practice at Lake Central and they say, whoa, like this is different. Like right. I got to I got to I got to raise my level to be able to get to these guys. Uh, that's the goal early, you know, and as we continue to move on. I mean, I told him from the jump, like I came here. I want to win Doonland championships like right. I, I don't want to come here and finish six and seven like we're, we're here to win it and like I said if we can win that we're here to win championships in March and I think if you can get out of the region uh you know in a sectional you're, you're going to put yourself in a position where you can maybe go downstate and do some damage that's awesome and, and again like I've talked to a lot of coaches but the energy you have and and uh, how optimistic you are about your first year at Lake Central like I said when I saw the headlines I was on the road um 
and when you do media it's like you're a digital journalist <laughs> you want to have the pulse on the community you want to yeah. know what's going on in your backyard even if you don't you know be here all the time so when i saw that i was like man i got to reach out to you to you know get to know you and talk with you with jimmy out of the business what do you do to decompress what's your favorite sports teams if you have one um share a little bit about your some insight about what you like to do outside of coaching well i mean the main thing is to watch uh my boys compete uh to be with my family um you know, I married Sarah Bakken, who was Times Athlete of the Year. Uh, she was a three-sport athlete at, at Griffith. Uh, and I actually met her at Purdue Cal during my playing days. And so uh, just spending time with her. And, and, you know, I've got two boys, 8 and 10, Jason Miles. And uh, they both play travel baseball. They both play travel basketball. So uh, to be able to sit back and kind of watch them compete uh, is an interesting challenge for me as a, as a dad and a coach. Uh, you know, because you want to you wanna sit back and just enjoy it, but at the same time, you, you know, the coach in you is always trying to push him to maybe do a little something right. else. So maintaining that balance is interesting. I'm not really a fan uh, of anything. I like watching college basketball. Purdue is my team. Like, that, that's the one, like, must-see TV for me. Right. You know, uh, that, that's a program that I've been following forever. I work their camps forever. So uh, I think they do it the right way. Uh, I think they bring in the right kids. I think they coach them up. I think they play really hard. There's nothing really I don't like about Purdue basketball, so I enjoy sitting back and watching them. Um, but other than that, play golf a little bit, but not much. Um, just trying to spend time with friends and family, and uh, just got a new smoker, uh, so I got a new hobby oh, there. there yeah, I'm smoking some meat now. So nice. The weather's uh, getting nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually like to mow grass. Believe it or not, I uh, just started to a couple years ago, and I. You know, I like it. I thought it was a yeah. nice nice side hustle to do. I did it in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Um, his name was uh, Andrew the Leapers. They went to Homestead. Okay. Andrew Leaper. And um, his dad owns a lawnscape service. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, put me out in the field. I want to get my hands dirty. And I enjoy taking a picture of my perfect Yeah, lines. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all about putting stripes in the yard. I'm very particular about uh, how my grass looks. So, uh, other than that, man, it's that and hoops. Favorite, uh, any Chicago teams, White Sox, Cubs? Bulls, I mean, I'd love no? for the Bulls to be great again. I mean, I grew up during that Jordan era, so, I mean, it was like, it was a given. Um, you know, but down in Lafayette, you were kind of torn. It was like, is it Pacers, is it Bulls? But it's like you got MJ up in the north, you got Reggie Miller down in the south. So it's like I loved both of those teams. So I'd like to see the Bulls get back to, to being something worth watching. You know what? You said that that Jordan era, you're going to deal with a lot of Gen Z kids and – they will uh, tell you who were born in 2005 and 2003. Sure. They're going to tell you about basketball, yeah. even though you're the coach, and they're going to tell you that LeBron James is the greatest of all time. Yep. What are you going to counter with that? <laughs> He's 6-0 and in the finals. I mean, last time I checked, uh, you know, it's about winning. Right. Um, it's you know it's different eras, man. It's it's it it's, it's, it's 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 hard to compare, and and you can tell them till you're blue in the face, like you know the stuff that Jordan had to go through, and yeah, but the rules have changed so much. You know you can't totally. you can't touch anybody now. So it's like you know could a Steph Curry have survived in the in the in the mid '90s against the Knicks and the Pacers and the Bulls? I don't know. I mean he's he's, he's skilled out of this Jokic world. Jokic could have. I I would say Jokic. Yeah, but he, look at his physicality. Look at the body he's got. It got so soft. <laughs> they they find him twenty five grand because of a small incident. Yeah. Compared in the nineties where the yeah. ball was always out of bounds and you always had a scuffle. Yeah. But you cut from that cloth and um, I, I can't wait to follow you through this journey because uh, it will have highs and lows. But you've seen it all. 
Yeah. And I know you're going to have a lot of success at Lake Central because uh, got unlimited resources over there. And Lake Central is one of those schools like, hey, I didn't know that they were baseball dominant over yeah. there. I thought their football program was yeah. pretty dominant. So that's awesome to hear. So I appreciate it, Coach. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anything you, you need, on. let me know. Yeah. Um, feel free to always use WJOB as a platform to get the word out with the Indians and um, – you know, use this as the best marketing tool in the region. I was going to say, we got an open door, man. So anytime you want to come check out a practice, anytime you want to try to promote Lake Central basketball, I'm all for it. Yeah, I know Jimmy definitely will, and uh, that's about it. And, Sonny, I appreciate you. Thank you for producing. There was another breaking news that I do want to say before we get out of here. Is uh, Let me pull it back up on the Facebook. Um, let's see here. Bosco got a new... Bosco got a new coach, um, Nico Panusas. He will be taking over um, the high school program, coaching post-grad um, in the high school. Yvonne Vujic will be stepping down. Uh, for those who don't know, Coach Vu was my uh, assistant at DePaul when I was there the second year. And I played with Vu at Valpo. No. Yeah. Wasn't he the a Croatian sensation? How many illegal screens did he set? Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. We had three or four Croatians on that team, and those dudes have the boniest elbows of any human being in the world, and and they're not afraid to use them. I was in Macedonia my first game off the plane. They play so physical, and they think that's just the norm of the weight plan. I'm like, man, we don't even play like that. (laughs) Um, But Vu was kind of me. He was a grinder. Great guy, Um, But I know the physicality that he brought at Valpo. So, share. Give me a Vu story before we wrap up, if you oh, have any. Oh man, I I don't know if I can talk about it. On give air. me a PG thirteen Vu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we used to. Uh, his place used to be the place because uh, he 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 had an apartment right off of campus, and so we would write a bunch of parody songs about like the Drews and and people on our team. So we go over there and. After the game, we'd have about 30 people in Vu's living room, and uh, we'd be singing songs about, you know, Scott Drew, Homer Drew, uh, anybody else that was, you know, on our radar. And so, yeah, Vu's place was the place to be. You know what? I'm going to mess with them now. Shout out to the Drews. They offered me in middle school. That scholarship went above my head. And (laughs) to see Gore, you know, uh, go on to his new chapter, and, you know, the Drews are still successful doing what they do. But, um Vu stepped down. He resigned. Nico Panusas is the new head coach at Bosco, so I'm wishing him nothing but the best and, and success. And uh, Larry Moore's on to uh, his new chapter. So, man, region basketball next year will be really interesting. But nevertheless, Coach Ryan Sexton, thank you. Thank you. Uh, for coming on the podcast. And uh, this is Wednesday, March 10th at WJOB, Sonny Santana, producing this episode. Thank you.
very west play basketball at its very best. Basketball has always been my thing. I like Magic Bird and Bernard King. And number 33, my man Kareem is the center of my stoning team. Oh, 